Good morning. Today is a big day in our campus, in my opinion, because today after worship, we will have our first campus-wide sort of discussion and vision meeting of what we are going to do and become in light of our double goal of um, reaching the city in terms of its education and in terms of its, of its health care. And what we'll talk about today is just the first of a conversation that will continue, but it is important because it'll help to determine the question of why are we here? And I don't mean that existentially, like why are you here, like that kind of thing. And I don't even mean why are we here, like why are we on the riverfront. What I mean is what is the purpose for us meeting together as an us? Are you with me with that? Like, we could all be meeting somewhere else. We could all be very good Christians following the Lord, doing something somewhere else. But God has called us together here. And we need to say, well, why is that? Why has God brought this group of people together here? What does it mean that we are Sycamore Hill Church, Wilmington? And we've already been answering that question in the last several months um, because we do know that part of our existence is to worship God and to learn from his word. And so over the last several months, we have spent a lot of time and effort and energy and prayer and focus in making this hour and a half of your lives as good as it can possibly be. So John and I, when we work on the sermons, we think what is going to be the most valuable teaching from the word that we can possibly bring? And we prep for it and we share it with you in hopefully a way that's meaningful. The worship team practices. Can you believe that? They practice. They get together. They spend time and effort and energy. We've had prayer times. We've had worship times. We've had testimony times. We've really put an effort into saying, what can make this worship experience on a Sunday morning as valuable as possible for you? And in that, we've hopefully made it so that you would say to other people, you know, there's a really great thing happening on Sunday morning. You should come with me. You should come to my church because there's something happening there that's valuable. If you are not able to say that, then there's only one of two options of the problem. One is that you are not being faithful to invite people to hear God's word. So it may be on you that you need to be more bold to say, you know, I really have a good church that preaches the word. It's not that hard for me to say to somebody, hey, what are you doing on Sunday morning? Would you like to come to church? And if you're unwilling to do that, then that's, that's something that might need to be dealt with in your own heart. The other issue would be, you think what happens here on a Sunday morning is so amateur hour that you don't want to invite people because you're a little embarrassed because either we don't look prepared, or we don't, we're not loving enough, or we don't look like we know what we're doing. That's on us. And if you feel that way, then you need to let us know. If you feel like when I walk in the doors, I'm just embarrassed that this is happening. Well, we're going to try to do everything we can to solve that and to help you with that. Now, if you say, I'm embarrassed that the word is preached, that's not going to change. But if you say, when we walk in, it just feels like there's, the greeter just feels like she's standing too far away, or the room is whatever. We can try to fix some of those things. But we've tried to make it so that Sunday morning is um, a time that you feel proud of, that you feel proud to be a Christian, that you feel proud to be someone um, who loves Jesus in a culture that tells you that that's not necessary. So hopefully we've accomplished some of those things. So it's not like we've been sitting around the last two months doing nothing. We've been really working to make this experience valuable to you. But something strange will happen in a church if you're not careful. 
And that is, it's slowly and quietly, but somewhat aggressively, you become very sort of inward focused. And you start making a lot of decisions about what does it look like for us? How can we make this good for us? And we want to start working against that by saying, well, first let me go back. Everything that I just said talks about how is it for people who come to us, which is a good thought. What is it, how are we welcoming people when they come to us? But what is the, the question we need to answer now is, do we go out to others? How are we going out there, outside of these walls? What does that look like? And so over the next few weeks on the campus foci time, over the next focuses, over the next few weeks, um, we're going to talk about what does it mean to look outward from ourselves. And I'm going to orient those conversations around two ideas And I'm just going to introduce the ideas today, and I want you to sort of think about them, let them sort of settle in, and then we'll talk about them more fully in the weeks to come. I want to say, I want to orient all of this around the idea that we must be advocates and we must be ambassadors. Advocates and ambassadors. I just want to kind of determine, just real generally establish what those two things are. Isaiah 117. Learn to do good. Seek justice. Correct oppression, bring justice to the fatherless, plead the widow's cause. This is advocacy. This is speaking for those who cannot speak for themselves. This is standing up for those who need um, someone to stand up for them. This is mediating for others. This is saying there is a voiceless person who needs a voice. We will advocate for that voice. More on that next week. Ambassadors. Ambassadors is not like an advocate. So an advocate speaks for someone who cannot speak for him or herself. An ambassador represents someone who is quite capable of speaking for him or herself. You are being sent by an ambassador to speak for that person who is powerful and has the ability to speak for themselves. So in both cases, we are representing another but sort of different sides of the other. So here's the ambassadors, 2 Corinthians 5.20. We are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. We are to be both and. We are to be advocates and we are to be ambassadors. And we can swing too far one way or the other. We can swing too far to advocacy ministry. And we can say, well, we never really share the gospel with anybody, but we run some really great diabetes clinics, which is great, except if there's no, in the palette of all that we do, we need to be able to say we do advocacy and we do ambassadorship. And it might not even be at the same time. I'm not saying that every time you run a diabetes clinic, we have to have an altar call. But I'm saying when you look at all that we do outside of us, We should be able to say mostly advocacy, mostly ambassadorship, mostly advocacy, so that we know that in the range of everything we're doing, we're covering these two calls of Scripture, to be advocates for those who cannot speak for themselves and ambassadors for the Lord who has saved us. And so as the weeks move on, and even as we talk later today, I pray that we will become a campus that's known for its advocacy and its ambassadorship. 
in our city. Pray with me. Lord, we ask that you would direct us as we try to have these, they seem like lofty goals, but Lord, we see that it's in Scripture all the way through. We even see in your ministry so many, op- uh, uh, so many examples of advocacy and ambassadorship. And so, Lord, we feel like we're simply doing what you call churches to do, and that is care for the, those who are in need and to do so in your name. And so we ask that you would guide us in doing that today, tomorrow, in the weeks and days to come. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.